For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And we are live on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks, you are in the middle as we are just days away from turning the calendar to September and the preseason schedule is finally behind us. I don't know how long we waited for that stinking Jets-Eagles game, uh, but thank God I can retire that banner behind me until they actually play in the regular season later on uh, this year. But, man, we got a lot of news uh, this weekend, a lot of it Eagles-related, just a lot of sports stuff that I find really interesting. No question. And I'm not man. even talking about the golf, but the golf was fantastic. <laughs> Uh, we we might be able to hit on that at some point, whether today or tomorrow. But, man, there's so much Eagle stuff. Barrett, I'm just going to throw out a couple of headlines here for you regarding the Eagles or, like, you know, phrases, uh, a name of a player. And you tell me where you want to start, okay? So right. we'll, we'll start it off with Gardner Minshew, the dude <laughs> right over my shoulder, all right? Mustachioed. Uh, Dude with the shades. He's got the shirt unbuttoned down to his navel, coming off an airplane. He wears uh, he wears jorts. I mean, this guy is now on the team, on the roster, on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> Howie Roseman pulled the trigger. They they, they 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 put Nick Mullins into the into the ejection capsule and hit the button and shot him into the moon because he stinks. He's okay. Stink. And you, you made a point to, to, to make sure with every point that you could say that Nick Mullins stinks. Well, he stinks <laughs> here. I mean, he wasn't that bad when he was in San Francisco. He wasn't uh, good either. With, That's with, why with he Shanahan, though. I mean, Shanahan at least made him look serviceable. I don't know what happened to him here. Because when they acquired him, I'm thinking, yeah, he's a pretty good th- third-string quarterback. That's not bad. Maybe he even beats out Flacco. Who knows? Right. Well, that didn't happen. But they pull the trigger on Minshew, who I said, and I said this to a couple of my friends in a text chain as soon as the, the, the deal went down, and I saw it, Ian Rappaport, I believe, I saw his Twitter on Saturday morning, and I immediately favorited it and you know put down hashtag quarterback factory because that's what we have here. We have a quarterback factory, and anytime you start, you start to forget that, Howie Roseman does something to make you remember. And I, he's getting Minshew. I'm thinking, you know what? You could make a case because we don't, there's so much we don't know about Jalen Hurts. Right. And we still don't know anymore because he didn't play again on Friday night. And we'll get to that. But you could make a case that Minshew might be the best quarterback on the team. I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know. Is, is that out of line to say that? That a guy being brought in here to essentially maybe be the third string quarterback could essentially really be the best quarterback? There's no question about that. You know, he's very serviceable. He can start. He's a starter in the league. Yeah. Regardless of the team he just left. He made the guys on that roster look pretty good, you know, during certain sports um, uh, throughout the season a couple of years ago. Right. So, Mitchell was 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 vying for the starting job. Now he have a snowball's chance uh, of starting over, you know the the you know Trevor Lawrence. But right, yeah, this this kid's a starter, man. I mean, look at him, man. He, you know, when you said 
throw out some. Let's just throw out some adjectives of how he looked. Look at that. When you back up, look. You know yeah. what I think? I think of that show Blow. You remember yeah. Blow? Yes, of movie course. Blow. <laughs> Johnny Depp. He's Johnny yeah. Depp in Blow. <laughs> right. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That's what. That's who he is, man. He's got jorts on. Sometimes. I mean, right. When was the last time you rocked the jorts? I'm. I'm talking. I know I had a pair. They were not the fringed, you know, they weren't cut off jean shorts. They were actual uh, jorts because they were somewhat popular in the 90s. And I want to yeah, say I'm, yeah. I'm thinking maybe what, 1996, maybe. Was that was that a, a year? I had one pair of jorts. I, I'm going to I own up to it. OK. Uh, uh, and uh, when I was a kid in the 70s, everybody wore jean shorts. As exactly. a kid, you know, your mom would just take the, you know, the jeans that got holes in the knees and all that stuff. She'd just cut them off and then you well, wear them as were. shorts. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I, man, I must have blown out about a thousand pairs of, of, of jeans where the mm -hmm. knee was because, I mean, all the stuff we was doing, playing right. football in the playing park. Playing tackle but, football in a, in a, in a, in a, you know, in a, on a dirt lot and you're tearing exactly. up your jeans. Tearing them up, man. So, yeah. you know. Or I walked on the back of them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, there's so long I walked on the back of them, so mm -hmm. he just turned and just got shredded. Right. So yeah, man. But I mean, this guy, man, he's he brings a lot of character. Yes. Into that, into not just the locker room, but in that meeting room, because we have some pretty, you know, I would say bland quarterbacks. I mean, Hertz is a is a, is a great guy as far as um, he's uh, a good leader, you, yeah, a you teammate know, kind of guy, great yeah. guy. Yeah. But as far as you know, you know, some character. Yeah. I don't see much character. This guy brings a lot of character, yeah. not just to do the to that room, but to that to that locker room. Period. You know who you know? this guy would have fit in well with back in the day? Who the Oakland Raiders under <laughs> Madden back in the seventies? Like he's like Kenny Stabler, you know, kind of. You know what I mean? Like he would like, hang out with Matt Millen. <laughs> exactly. No, maybe dude dresses the part, and he's just like he's got a lot of like swagger to him. Can Can you imagine this? Can you imagine? Him, Minchu, and um, Dickerson hanging oh, yeah. out of the club, like, man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll become famous friends. I mean, I don't know where is Dickerson. Where is he from originally? Like, what's? You know what? I don't know. I'm Let assuming he's somewhere down south because Minshew. Minshew, I think, is from like Mississippi or Alabama. Here, let me let me look this up. <laughs> Gardner Minshew. Yes, he was born in Mississippi. Okay, there is a little history <laughs> on Gardner Minshew. He. Actually went to uh, high school in Mississippi and was a three-star recruit and committed to play at Troy University in Alabama. Okay. For some reason, he didn't attend school there. Uh, actually, he did for a semester on an academic scholarship, but then transferred out to that Northwest Mississippi Community College. I think that's that school that was featured in a documentary series. They're like wow. a JUCO down south. Yeah, uh, somebody yeah. on somebody on the stream will tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the school. So he goes there, and then comes and transfers to ECU, East Carolina. In fact, I uh -huh. think I remember uh, seeing him play against Temple one of the years he was there. And he leaves there with a degree. He graduated and then went to Washington State as a grad. You know, a graduate. Yeah, so yeah, he could just a, immediately play. Fifth year, a fifth year guy, like yeah. Russell Wilson did when he left NC State like and went did. to Wisconsin. Yeah, a lot of them are doing. Hurts did, yeah, right, right. He went to Oklahoma as a graduate. So uh, that's just a little bit of history. But uh, um, John McMullen put out a piece on him today or yesterday or today in the Philly Voice. I think it's today, and you know it's about Minshew mania, and he goes through his numbers here in the in the 
about the third paragraph. He started 20 games over two seasons. His numbers, 501, 501 completions in 797 passing attempts Mm. for 5,530 yards, 37 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. And his passer rating was 93.1. Killing, killing Carson. That's not too bad. Killing hurts, right? And the <laughs> right. other thing, the other thing about it is, it makes it interesting. He has two years left on his contract, which was his rookie deal. And since he right. was t- taken way down in the sixth round, it's not for a lot of money, right? So he's set to make eight hundred and fifty grand this year, and even less than a million again next year. Wow! So it's a pretty shrewd move from how from Howie Roseman. But it's my question move. is: is what does this do? Now, if Jalen Hurts gets off to a slow start, I you know I think they just they just weather the the, the punishment, man. Because I know they're not going to put in, um, they're not they're not going to put anybody else in. They're just going to weather it out. You know, that's all. I, that's so? all I can see them doing. Yeah, I can see them just weathering it out because they don't want to go out there and play Minshew right now, for sure. Because they they don't need that right. They've had enough of this 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 quarterback carousel. I think they're going to slow down and let this guy go a little bit. I'll tell you this though. Talking about six degrees of separation, mm-hmm. he comes in and takes over for Foles, like Foles did for 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 um for Carson. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, down so in Jacksonville. Six, yeah, six yeah. degrees of separation. You know, and he becomes a major star. Foles comes back and they start Foles and he gets hurt again. But you know, got to get him out of there. Right. So I mean, at this point, we just can't get away from 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 Foles. The the whole connection, man. The whole connection is well. It's funny all ties because. Back. Foles apparently is now up for trade too, as we kind of suspected right. a couple yep. of weeks ago. I think there's going to be a lot of movement here in these next couple of two weeks because we now have uh, what 13 days until the Eagles play on Sunday, uh, but it's even what nine or ten days until the actual thing uh, gets underway Thursday night with Dallas and the Buccaneers. So I think there's going to be a lot of movement. That teams need to get down to 53 by what tomorrow at 4 p.m. Tomorrow at four o'clock. Yep. Yeah, so so a lot of guys have some sleepless nights right now, man. The I next know. Two nights, the last three nights, guys haven't been sleeping too well. Put it like right. that. And what was really next up? Because I talked to guys on um, Birds three sixty five. If you look at this, those guys have to practice today, mm-hmm. and cut day is tomorrow. Yeah, bro, you couldn't do that to me. If I knew I was gonna get cut. Oh, I'd come up with some. Oh, I got a concussion, or or oh, my leg. I'd pop the. <laughs> I do something. You got bro. a soft you know tissue that? injury, <laughs> right? Well, that but see that would all that would all but assure you're cutting. Like, don't you think this is one last practice? Are you going to get cut impress? anyways? Like, well, how do point? you how do you know you're going to get cut? Well, you're right. You're right. I but mean, hey, man, this is this is this is one of those situations where it's hard, man. It's hard when you're a player. You're sitting back and all you're thinking about, you know, your stomach is just butterflies in, and you're ready to throw up the entire time. You know, the next three two days was just a horrible feeling, man. Just a horrible feeling. Wow. You know, so I didn't get cut until my seventh year in the league. Mm-hmm. It was my seventh year when I got cut because I mean I, I didn't sign back with the Eagles. Now that was in training camp. You got cut. <clears throat> yes. Okay. I got the last cut. What do you I remember in, about that? I remember it actually being like, you know, like I was like, what am I going to do? So I just sat. Actually, I sat. In my um my hotel room, I didn't even tell my wife, and I just sat in my hotel room, mm-hmm. and I was just sitting there. I was like, I cannot believe I just got cut. Mm-hmm. 
Now, was I mean, this Detroit? What what team was this? No, this was Cleveland. Oh, okay. Okay. Cleveland. Wow. The Browns cut you? Yeah, exactly. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's a joke. Just another oh, one goodness. of their bad moves. Bro, and you know, and it was um Davis. Davis was the coach. Oh, Butch Davis. Butch yeah. Davis. And he had, had my he had this kid from Miami. And um he had got cut like the day before, and he wanted to bring it out. And I was actually starting at guard. I was starting left guard. Mm-hmm. And um, we called, they called a play uh, 17 power. And when I pulled around, I went into the wrong hole. I went into mm-hmm. the hole before instead of – and then he Bush Davis got pissed off. Like, is he really getting pissed off over this play? We're practicing, so we learned this. I mean, we just learned to play. Is he really right. pissed off? And he took me out and putting somebody else in. Hmm. I thought it was like, what is he all tripping off this for? I mean, everybody makes a mistake. Well, that's what it was. He wanted to find a reason to get me out yep. of there to justify it. And you gave and it to him. I you gave it served it up on a silver platter by going when, in the wrong if hole. If only I knew the famous the famous quote, I hate to do it to you. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I did it to myself. You I know hate what I'm to saying? do it to me. <laughs> so, I, so they brought in this kid. The kid never played. Then they're going to call me back. To say you know, hey, won't you come up? But then, the day the day they were before they were gonna call me back, nineteen eleven happened. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't come back. I ended up going to uh, Denver, and then Denver from Denver, I went to um, Green Bay. Right. But it was just like a crazy time during that time, man. Crazy. Nine wow. eleven happened during right right then. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So they everything just shut down. Everything. You, got the you know, twentieth anniversary coming up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. talking about bad luck, bro. Right. 9-11 happened, and that was just crazy. I, mean, I can remember I was sitting there because I was I was um I had just fielded a whole bunch of calls from from teams. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I talked to uh I actually talked to the Eagles again. Um, I had talked to the Giants, uh, San Diego, and um, and then um, actually then you know uh the, the Broncos called. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, and then, bam, 9-11 happens. After I get off the phone, 9-11 happens. So I'm looking at this stuff happening after I get off the phone with Denver. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I'm looking at it like, I can't believe this is happening. You know what I'm saying? I was I was just in amazement. I was in awe. Like, what well, is Denver going was on? playing in that game, that, that Monday night game, that the night before. 9-11 right, was on a Tuesday yeah. morning. Yeah, exactly. They were, what they playing, were they playing the Giants that night? I think they opened their new stadium that night in Vesco yep. Field at Mile High because I remember watching it in a hotel room. And then the next morning, you know, sitting there watching, the, I don't know, t- Today Show or Good Morning America or something. And, you know, saw every, you know, the same stuff you were watching. It's just awful. I was I was like, um, I, I'm actually sitting, I was sitting in my office in my house and I just feel I'm feeling good about myself. You know, just, you know, uh, I mean, can you imagine getting, I, was, I, I had gotten four calls, three or four mm. calls. Uh, before nine o'clock even happened, you know wow. what I'm saying? So I was like, from teams feeling, that were interested, right? So I'm, yeah. I'm, thinking, I'm pretty, you know, feeling pretty good about it. And I'm just about to call my agent, call him back, and tell him how the conversation went. And mm-hmm. I look at the TV, and I'm like, what is going on? And at the time, my wife was in school. She was, um, she was in school. She was in not nursing school. She was, she was getting her MBA mm-hmm. in um nursing education. And she was like, look at this. And she was just like in a maybe. She was like. She said, turn the TV on, turn the TV on. And I turned it on, and I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. 
I couldn't now, believe it, man. Amish Bahat says, yes, Giants-Broncos, September 10th, 2001, prior uh, to the tragedy the next day. And the Joey B, very active, as usual, on the stream, uh, says, does, Gord- does Gardner Minshew drive the black Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit? <laughs> and I, I could see that. I mean, if you were trying no to question. if you were trying to pick out a car for this guy, like you know the, the Trans Am, <laughs> you know with with the T like the uh, you know the T-top, I yeah. T-top roof, you know the big bird <laughs> on the hood. <laughs> I mean, seriously, with Landon Dickerson on the other side sitting exactly. on the door and him driving, sitting, sitting there in the bib overalls and a straw hat. Will Landon Dickerson could, could Landon Dickerson fit in that car though? No, I don't know if no, he could fit in no. that. I couldn't fit in it, you know what I'm saying? No, no. But at the end of the day, man, that would be one of the all-time greatest pictures ever. (laughs) That would be fantastic. Ever. Ever. Oh, man. All right, some more here from uh, McMullen's piece in the Philly Voice about Minshew. He says, um, you know, he was picked in the sixth round, an afterthought, number 178 overall. But to put it in perspective, the Eagles selected Clayton Thorson. Remember him? I think he went wow. to Northwestern. I think yeah, he went to Northwestern. Yeah. 11 spots earlier that year at number 167 after the Chargers snapped up Wentz's preferred backup candidate, your boy, Easton Stick. Wow. Yes. We just totally just we just crushed it, man. Wow. I remember he, he, he couldn't play a lick. He couldn't play like one iota. He even looked bad in practice. Thorson look yeah, yeah, yeah. look bad in practice. You know, yeah. it's hard to really look bad every day in practice. He looked bad every day in practice, man. Mm-hmm. Wow, now, that is crazy, man. Nobody loves backup quarterbacks more than Philadelphia. I mean, you know, we you know we have statue we have a statue of one that ended up winning us a Super Bowl. And over the years, you know, they're the, they're the most popular player on the team. He drove a player uh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, do you think Minshew ends up being the backup? Like, do they spin? Some people are thinking that he's going to spin Flacco off to a quarterback-starved team. Well, see that I mean, we we are the land of conspiracy theories because that, oh, man, of course, it, and it makes it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. You know, to a, to a team, you know that that really is in dire need of because at this point, you know, look look at what's going down there in, in, in with the Texans. Right. They need a quarterback right now. Now, Davis Mills had three interceptions in the last preseason <laughs> game. He had looked pretty good prior to that, but he had a, he had a rough one uh, this past week. A weekend. real rough one, yeah. man. A real a one for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Now, how much preseason football did you take in this weekend? I, I, I'm going to tell you mine, but I want to hear yours first. All of them. Oh, what? All of them. Are you serious? I watched like, the replays. Like live? Oh, replays. I watched, I watched, I watched okay. the ones that I could live. Like I watched mm. four games live. Well, you had uh, to watch the Eagles live. Yeah, I watched. And we'll that, get into that. One. But I watched the Texans. Okay. Um, I watched. Uh, I watched Forty uh, Niners, mm-hmm. Seattle. Yeah, and the Eagles. Jimmy G played a little bit in that game too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Forty Niners. Jimmy yep. G. Patrick Mahomes saw some action and looked great. Josh Allen uh, saw some action. Cam Newton. Tom Brady, TB12, in his mid-40s, played in the third preseason game. Baker Mayfield, I saw played last night, drove him down the field in the first drive, and then they eventually fumbled the ball uh, like around the one-yard line. Yep. The tight end dropped the ball. Kirk Cousins played. D. 
Daniel yep. Jones played significant time. Watch that game. And then I said uh, Jimmy G. So a lot of starters seeing action in uh, week three. So, you know, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, what are we doing, man? Mm-hmm. That's why if you give if I give if I give a, a grade for this Eagles coaching staff, I I can't even put it incomplete. You know, I got to put an N.A. there. You know what I'm saying? Because they've shown me nothing. I, I don't know who Nick Sirianni is as a play caller because we didn't. I, I don't think he called any of the plays that he's going to call for No. for, um, you know, for Hertz, it was as know? vanilla as vanilla gets. You can't, you yeah. can't even call it vanilla, man. I mean, I, it, I think if, if anything, you call it pistachio, a flavor that nobody really gets. You know what I'm saying? Nobody ever buys pistachio ice cream. So at this point, you can't even say it's vanilla ice cream. What it's about what about mustachioed ice cream? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but you know they haven't they haven't run anything from a quarter from his skill set. You know. I mean, because I know they're going to give a high dose of RPOs. They have to for, mm-hmm. for Jalen Hurts to use his ability as a quarter, uh, to, as a um, a multi-purpose athlete. Uh, they didn't run any misdirection plays, no no counter plays. Well, no, I take that back. They did run a lot of um, tackle trap. They don't run guard trap. Usually, you run with the guard. Mm-hmm. They run a lot of tackle traps. Hmm. They pull both of their tackles. They like athletic tackles, man, and they pull them more so than they pull their guards. Hmm. Cause they when they ran it a bunch in the um, in in the game and I mean they had some some chunk yardage off of it also. Well, aren't tackles typically? I mean, they're viewed as more athletic than guards typically, yeah. right? You know? Exactly, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, because I mean, you you're playing the game backwards. There's so many similarities between playing tackle and playing defensive back. You, right. Both guys play the game backwards. You got to get out there, and make sure you, you you get in your back pedal. You know what I'm saying? You got to well, yeah. be an athlete. And plus, you you're and also it- you and Aaron Beasley said that on Friday, and I thought that was really interesting because I've never really even thought about it that way. Yeah, but it's man. true. But it's then true. You, you spend at- your whole time going backwards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then if you mess up, everybody right, sees right. it. Right, right, because you're everybody on the edge. Everybody sees it. Yep. So, you know, you turn around, you know, you watch Dillard. Dillard showed me a lot, man. Dillard played well mm. in this game, which, right, which was- pushed up his, 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 um, his trading value. Which you know, because at this point, where do, why would you keep him? Well, he just yeah. plays left tackle. That's right. all he plays is left tackle. So, so he can't be a guy that they could move around or use as the you know the swing tackle where he might have to come in for lane on the right side or no. He, he didn't take any reps. I didn't see him take any reps on the, on the right side. None. Mm. Not to say that he can't, but I didn't see any of it. And when he did go over there, when they forced him to go over there, he he was bitching and, and complaining and moaning and 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 didn't do anything when he was over there. In fact, he almost got quarterback crushed when he was over there. So I can't say that he can play left tackle. Now, was that part of the scouting report on him while he was at college, that he was pretty much a limited, you know, to one side of the field, one position guy? No, because he never played anything. So I mean, as, as a coach, you're always thinking, all right, well, I can switch both sides. They think it's just easy to just, all right, you play it over there and not go play over there. It's, it's mm-hmm. not really that easy. Right. Look, I started my first three years at left tackle for the Eagles, and then Big Trey came, mm-hmm. and all that came to an end. <laughs> Trey, <laughs> Trey came here. I didn't even get asked. Right. I came out. I came out the locker room. And they, all right. Well, go yeah. over to right, Brooksy. Yeah, we right. took this kid first round out of Florida State, and um, you're gonna have to move. You see him? <laughs> yeah. I said, Yeah, I do see him. We yeah. all see him. Right. We all right. see it. Right. <laughs> so he comes in, and I go to the right side, and I'm like. Wow, I mean, it, my my head was kind of screwed up for about three or four days. 
getting my body used to to because when you're a left tackle, the dynamics of how you how you're, you're strong at where your strong points are. Mm-hmm. You know, you're stronger on the inside to make sure if nobody gets in beat you on the insides, you're stronger that way. When you go to the right side, it's the total opposite. Now your inside is your weak side and your your strong side is on the outside. Mm. So you got to change the whole dynamic in your head on how you set. Your feet work have to be totally different. You have to really, you know, work on getting. I became ambidextrous. Right, right. That's the you word I was actually thinking. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, I, I had to. Amphibious. Know, for, yeah. <laughs> Char- yeah. Wasn't that Charles Shackelford? <laughs> wasn't he the guy who said that back in the day? It yeah, I'm a, amphibious. Because <laughs> he could shoot with his right and left hand. I don't know where my brain's going, man. I just, I just think all this stupid stuff. Oh. All right, I was thinking of um, we got. We'll talk about the preseason game too. We got a lot to get to here, but I was thinking about you know Gardner, the name Gardner. It's kind of a uh-huh. very unique name, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, I've only heard of there was an old actor back in I think in the fifties named Gardner McKay. That's the only other time I've ever heard it used as a first name. Like, do you know any gardeners? No, that's the first time ever. I didn't think you could have somebody as their first name as a gardener. Right. Like now, what is your top? What is your Mount Rushmore of gardeners? That's the only gardener I know. Jim Jim Gardner here in Philadelphia is has to be number one. Jim Gard, I don't, I don't know who that is. Oh my God, Channel Six, ABC News. He's been there for forty years. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah Jim yeah. Gardner. You know the guy with mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has yeah, a great yeah. mustache too. It's almost yeah. like if you have Gardner in your name, you got to have some sort of facial hair yeah. to really make, pull it off. <laughs> and he pulls it off still to this day. You know. Yes, what I'm he does. Yes, he, he does. still pulls it off. He's what supposed about- to retire here pretty soon too. I heard he's retired pretty soon. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. These guys go. They just go forever. You know what, man? Back in the day, I I heard rumors of back in the day that um when you were when you were on air talent or you were you know you were you were radio show host, they used to make big money back in the day. Oh yeah, well he still makes big money, right? You know, still makes big money. So you know that's what I heard, man. All right, what about Andre Gardner? Afternoons on MGK, Mister Beatles. He's the Beatles expert. Rock and roll DJ here in Philly for a long time. Great dude. Andre Gardner. He's got to be number three. You know, I don't know many gardeners. I I, I, I hate to do it to myself. Yeah. Now, <laughs> how about this one? I just thought of this one. Gail Gardner. Remember her from ESPN back in like yes, the Yes, I do. I remember, I remember Gail. The yes. redhead. Yep. Yep. Big fan. <laughs> I was a big fan. I don't know whatatever happened to her. He's a, he's a big fan, huh? I was a big fan in the eighties. All I remember is the red hair. Yeah, a lot of you know, really eighties red hair too. Yeah, yeah, like, the you big. Know. I mean, yeah, big. big, big, big yeah, <laughs> I remember that. She used to be oh. with uh, with uh, I think Brian Gumble or. Yeah, I think it is it was it uh, Greg Gumble. Greg Gumble, yes. Yeah, Greg I think Gumbel. I think it was Greg Gumble. Oh man! Yeah. All right, now, she was the, on like ABC for a minute too, wasn't she? Maybe she was pretty yeah. good for ESPN. Yeah. I got to say. All right. We're going to take a short time out. We'll be back uh, with more. We're taking you right up to one o'clock. We'll get into some of the stuff that happened on Friday night because I actually did watch some of this preseason game. I'll go through that and get uh, Barrett's thoughts on that. We still have a lot to hit. Uh, Jerry Jones is in the news. 
Trent Dilfer is in the news. A couple of injuries happen around the league that might have Howie's phone ringing and this whole Deshaun Watson stuff. So a lot to cover here on oh, the middle with Barrett Brooks and Harry One, one, one more thing, man. I, I, I might want to talk about that travesty of a fight when my guy from the crib, Woodley, is from St. Louis. Oh, got last his ass night? kicked. Yeah, he got his ass kicked. Okay. By well, internet sensation. We'll let you detail that because I didn't watch any of it. I knew it was going <laughs> on, but I wasn't going to watch a second of that. All right, we'll be back with more. Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays on the middle. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. All right, we're back. Jacob Media YouTube channel, Harry Mays, Barrett Brooks, Aton, couple days off. I wonder what he does on his days off. It's probably more work. You know, Aton, he's well, a workaholic, yeah. man. <laughs> right, he's not taking off from all of his gigs, I, I right. wouldn't imagine. So right. he's still doing some work. But like during this time, when he's usually doing the show with us, like what does he do? Because he doesn't have the dog to walk anymore. Do you think he's just like fully in charge of the baby? I think he would be. He seems yeah. like, you know, he's 
He's, I mean, he usually has it this time anyways. Mm. He has, the, you know, he has uh, the baby during this time. So, yeah, he probably has him full time now during this time right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, let me ask you this now. Teddy's got you, him going. <laughs> right. Since you just said that, do you think he'd rather be doing the radio show? <laughs> As he as he's cleaning yeah. off some throw up off his shirt, exactly because that's all great, you know. When you, oh yeah, yeah, I'll take, I'll take him, I'll take him. Well, you're hanging out, and he's, you know, you're, you know, burping and whatever. You're talking to him, he's talking to you, and then all of a sudden, you know, right. all everywhere. Time, oh all, man, I want to oh. go back on the radio. Right. <laughs> I hate to do it to you, Teddy, but uh. exactly. All right, now the preseason game uh, Friday night that we were so looking forward to. And I say that somewhat facetiously. Um, I did not watch it live. Mm. I DVR'd it, Barrett. Like to me, preseason games are for the DVR because I don't want to hear any any stuff prior. I don't want to see any commercials. I don't want to hear any halftime nonsense. Just give me the game, and then I can duck out whenever I want and delete it. So I watched the entire first half. Right. Okay. It was by zipping through. Made a couple of notes. I, I took some notes on my phone about what? the priest. Yep. Okay. I mean, both, okay. both you, both you and Robbie E would be right. proud of me. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing this all Saturday. And then, you know, as I read how the game ended, I'm like, well, I gotta watch that. Like so I had to zip all the way through to the end of the game <laughs> to watch the final two or three minutes, which was absolute mayhem. It was, man. It was. <laughs> it was. But you got and, and, and you know what's you know what's the bad part about it? Yeah, uh, Coach Ali, he didn't want a solid. He he didn't even want to to really end the game on a tie. That's why he went for two. You know what I'm saying? And didn't get it. And then he turns around. They end up tying him anyways. Right. <laughs> That's how bad it was, man. He didn't even want. He didn't even want. All right. He was either gonna win it or he was just gonna lose it. Well, he let me ask. Let me ask you this though. Like we make too much both positive and negative of preseason. We all we're all guilty of it. Okay. Yeah. But do you think that in some weird way, ending the preseason on an up note like the Jets did in coming back and tying that game and in, in that fashion that they did it, you know, Yeboah, the, the kid who caught the, t- the touchdown in the end zone, he was a Temple guy Yep. that yep. ended up transferring to Ole Miss for his final season. He was sort of like a Gardner Minshew guy, I think. He graduated and then moved on to Ole Miss in hopes of getting, you know, his stock raised. He caught that touchdown and then they had they go for it on two and he ran the ball. <laughs> like it's almost like, yeah, it's almost like Sala was like, yeah, let's just run it here. If, right. we, if we don't get in, it's no big deal. And they exactly. got in. Exactly. And Scott Graham, I you know, I gotta call him out. That was a awful call at the end of that game. Very he, bad. First of all, he said they didn't get in and he kept saying that they didn't get in when they did get in. It was like, apparent that they did. His legs were in the air. Come on, man. Like the, Nothing touched the ground until the ball broke the plane. You could pretty easily see it. Well, was, you know, Scott had a tough one this last game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, I like Scott. I've worked with Scott before. So do I. <laughs> but <laughs> this game, it was a little – but you could tell – you could kind of tell the disinterest, you know, because they told more stories about Philly and guys in Philly than mm-hmm. anybody and, – and, and you talk about a broadcast that was one-sided. Oh yeah, well, you know, yeah. that's the way they are in the preseason. Like, they got to be one sided. But oh. but when you see a touchdown, you can't just sit there and say no, he didn't get in. I mean, come right. on. <laughs> that's worse uh, than having a, a a call that you know, like you know, on a, a rest call or on a on a on a you know a late hit or something like that. You know, you you can see it's obvious. 
and you're going against the obviousness of, of what went on. You know what I'm saying? Right, it was obvious right. that he got in. There was there was yeah. no question in my mind. I'm like, why are they why are you even spending time doing this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's still saying no, we didn't get in. And they threw it down to Spadaro quite a bit, interviewing players, all the oh, guys yeah. that weren't playing. I mean, which that was, was a half big, the team. It was half the team, is right. All right, here's my notes, okay? Boston Scott got my attention juking for that 49-yard touchdown. The move he put on that defensive back was pretty good. I don't know what do you call that a dead leg or something. I that don't was know, unbelievable. man. Unbelievable. So you, hear, you they had a um they, they had a correspondence. Um he and uh Sproles had a correspondence. Mm-hmm. And uh he had he had he had, he had text him or, or he had um he had um put on social media. Oh man, you know, that was a great move or whatever. That's what Sproles said. And he said, Hey, I was uh, learning from you, old fella. You know, right. take notes on you. You know what <laughs> I mean? I mean, that interaction was perfect. Yeah. That's exactly what Sproles was as a player. Yeah, well, think about it. If you're the size of of a Boston Scott, like that's one of the guys. I mean, he was one of the greats, man. Uh, Sproles for a long, long time. You would idolize him. He's you know similar to you in size and stature. Probably was overlooked like you were by many schools. Yep, you know exactly. You know, so I mean that move right there just kind of put him on the team. I mean, I I knew he was going to make the team, but that just cemented him not just being on the team. But taking some reps from somebody, he's going to have to take some reps from somebody, man. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it, that whole running back room is, is is different because, you know, Miles Sanders had a problem with catching the ball the last year and in camp. Mm-hmm. And you've seen, you know, both guys, his both his backups have been very good at catching the rock. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So, one, one of them that played a lot last night or Friday night, excuse me, with Gainwell. That practically that whole drive where they KG ended up scoring balled. was him. He, yes. I mean, he was he was involved in practically every play. KG ball, yeah. man. You know, and you know what? Um, you know, Seth made a point to 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 make sure that you know everybody understands. Yes, this is the preseason. Yes, his size. You know, he could be elusive and everything. But as a defensive coordinator, they get paid millions of dollars to game plan guys like that. So if you go out of twenty one personnel, which mm-hmm. is two running backs and one, one tight, tight end, end. yeah. And, you know, if you don't put him out on a, you know, as a receiver, as a slaughter out wide, what they would do, they would game plan and make sure they blitz his side to make him stay in as a pass rush, I mean, a pass blocker. So mm. he couldn't get out. You know what I mean? And I said, that's, that's, that's I never thought good. of it that way. Yeah. That, that's You have to do that. Let's and they will game plan him. that. Yeah. Right, right. So we can keep him in and, and probably make it a, a, a better pass rush because now you're going against a guy that's, you know, you're probably 15, 20 pounds heavier than mm-hmm. and, and running over him to get to the quarterback. Because at this point, his pass blocking is not where it needs to be. We we know this. Right. You know, so even if it was, you know, I mean, the laws of physics just aren't in his favor, you know, because he's smaller than these guys. So they can game plan him, you know what I'm saying? So I, that's why I really want to see how this coach is going to adjust all to, to all the adjustments that get adjusted to him. All right, a couple things on the stream. Um, 91 LSXers. Now, Barrett, you might have to confirm this for me. Says Harry, did you see Friday's pregame where they were saying the second round reach for Hertz has a higher upside than the second overall pick, Zach Wilson? Is that true? Did, did somebody say that? I in, in so many ways they did say that. Yes. They did. Yeah, so many ways they did say that. I hate to do it. So oh they made the God. comparison. Yes. They they made the comparison because like if he plays better, that means they got more value, more bang for the buck. Instead okay. of being the second overall pick in Wilson. And I'm okay. thinking to myself, I hate to do it. To yeah, you. come on. <laughs> we just have to stop. Right. Stop. Seriously. 
All right, now respect the stash. Uh, this might be a new uh, a new uh, streamer uh, in honor of Gardner Minshew being in town. Respect the stash. Asked, does Gainwell take Sanders' spot next year? No, they're not the same kind of back. No, is it? Then he may take a couple reps from him, right? On third right, down, right? But as far as you know, I mean, he is talented, man. You know, we 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 haven't seen even or scratched the surface of how talented Miles Sanders is. Some of the stuff that I see, like in practice, mm-hmm. the explosiveness he has, the way he reads stuff. I mean, he's a next level type of back. You know, if he can get it, if he get his hands together, there's a reason why. He's um they they're not saying anything about you know anybody else but him being a starter. They're not even entertaining anything but him being a starter. Right. If he is on on the field, somebody's on the field with him instead of him being off the field. Put it like that. Okay. He is talented, man. Very very talented. But at this point, I mean, who's who do you think of the quarterback? I mean, who do you think the running backs are going to be on this team? You know, this is kind of I mean, this this is something that you know. We probably need to talk about, especially with the fifty-three man roster being cut down uh, tomorrow. If you were, if you were them, you know, what backs would you keep? Um, well, Scott Sanders, yep, yep. Gainwell, yep. Uh, do you keep Howard? I think Howard's the pass blocker. He showed yeah. that one hit, right? Made him a pass blocker. Oh, After against that, Pittsburgh. That was against Pittsburgh in yep. the preseason. Yeah, yeah. Lit him up. Bow. Your boy Holyfield already got released. I know. That's to me, and he'll get picked up. He had a good enough camp that he will get picked up, man. Mm-hmm. But you but know, that's, that's probably those four. There's no more, right? Well, you know, Jason Huntley, who's a great kickoff returner. He's a great kickoff returner. So at this point, you know, do they keep him? You know, as a specialist, mm-hmm. that's five backs. Yeah, we don't even know what the wide receiver position who they're going to keep. You know, do they keep Greg Ward? Um, Fulgham Fulgham did not have a good night. No. Getting stripped near the goal line there. That was that is something that's that those coaches will never forget that. No, I mean he yeah. can't forget yeah. it. Right. He may he may have just lost he lost a, 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 a his 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 whole stake on being, you know, the a, a game winning type of wide receiver. Right. But we thought he was the next coming. Right. He, we lost all that. Right. That's why we can't jump to conclusions early in the season right. on anybody. But I mean, he went stress. he went from being a possible starter to now possibly not making a team. I don't think he makes the team now. What about Jay Jaw? Caught a big touchdown the other night. Is that enough? That was to... him, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right. It was no, he's, or was it somebody else wearing number nineteen? And it was two pass plays in a row. Yeah, you know that was his drive. Do we keep him? I mean, is that enough? Those two passes. Is that enough for him to be on this against roster? backups? Right, right. He's been playing against backups the entire year. Yeah, the entire—I mean, the entire offseason. You know, I, I can't see that being enough to keep him on the squad over Greg Ward. Now, Greg Ward mm. dropped the pass too. Yep. But we know what he is as a player. But is he just—you know—I think this head coach wants guys that can go out there and play all the positions—the Z, the X, and the Y. And if you look at it, what guys can do that? We know Quez Watkins to do that. He can play in the well, slot. Yeah. He's a both lot. outside guys. Uh, Devontae Smith can play in the slot and all um, all the other positions. John Hightower. Yeah, I don't know. He hasn't done enough. Uh, I don't uh, know. Did White side. They've been trying to put him in the slot. They play him a lot in the slot and on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Jalen Rager, he can play in the slot. He can play anywhere. But Greg Ward, is he just a a, a slot player? You know, well, that, and that's what you're thinking about when you're talking about if you're going to give a guy a roster spot. So you think that who would who would you say the starters would be? Smith, Rager, and Ward, or Smith, Rager, and Watkins? Watkins. Okay. Smith, Smith, Rager, and Watkins will be the starters. And who's in the slot there? Devontae's in the slot. Devontae's in the slot. Okay. Yep. Who's uh and on the left side? Watkins. Okay. And, and then Rager on the right. Okay. Yep. But right. then you also look at this though. When you look at this, when you look at you know this receiving core, who plays special teams? Greg Ward is a returner, mm-hmm. but JJ Ortega Whiteside, they use him as a gunner, use gunner him on punt team. Yeah, they use him on kickoff return, mm-hmm. kickoff. They give him as many opportunities to add something to the roster because they got to exactly. justify taking exactly. him in the second round. Exhausting every option. <laughs> I mean, they put right. him in the slot. He's not even a slot guy, but they was put him in the slot. Yeah. Uh, who 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 else who else plays special teams to that level? Did Fulgham? No, no, didn't play any special teams. Well, uh, then that's that's not good. I hate to do it to you. Yeah, At I wouldn't least, be. I wouldn't doubt he gets released. Right, yeah. I, and I think so. But somebody else might pick him up. Probably pick him up. But but does Greg know. Ward? Mm. Does he make the team? So we already have. Let me see. We we built the starters. We got the three starters, Rager, Smith, and Watkins. Watkins. After that, is there anybody that really turns your head enough to, to keep them up out here? No, they're just like you could throw them all in a in a basket. They're all like kind of similar, like okay. They're at right. best. Right. Average at best. So do they get do they go get a veteran wide receiver? They might have to. They might have to. Because, I mean, they've been talking about that a lot. There's been a lot of talk about them making yeah. some sort of a move or just waiting till guys, other guys get released. Because uh, I saw somebody got released this morning, uh, wide out. Uh, let me find it. Was it Benjamin? No, not him. Um, I'll find it. But there was somebody got released. Is Andre Patton still on the squad? And by far, that's the ugliest wide receiver number I've ever seen in my life. 41? Come on. Yeah, well, number 14 for Gainwell looks stupid, too. Yeah, it does. That really <laughs> looks dumb. I mean, I'm all, that, for, yeah. I'm all for changing these numbers and letting guys wear single digits and all that kind of stuff, but some numbers just shouldn't go with certain positions. Right. And, and, and I don't know. 41 is definitely one that shouldn't, and 14 for a running back. Oh, Perriman got released. John Shelton on the stream. He's correct. Oh, Rashad Perriman. He just yes. got released. Former so I mean, rounder. there's going to be guys like this that it's going to happen over these next couple of hours and you know tomorrow. So maybe maybe there's a guy that they like a, as a veteran presence that they could bring in here. Right. And right. you know, I don't see anybody else really giving it to me. You know that I feel as though could could come out and be consistent. I need consistency. Mm-hmm. And JJ, I think a white side. It's like he, he he fades off the screen. You don't even know he's out there. Mm-hmm. You know he doesn't command. He doesn't command uh, the quarterback to look in his direction. Greg Ward does. Right. Greg Ward creates separation. He makes it you know enticing for a quarterback to throw to him because he creates separation. Uh, you're oh. right. Respect to the stash. You're right, man. Now as far as Perryman, I would keep JJ over Perryman. You know, he, he's the biggest bust ever. He was fast yeah. as all outdoors, but couldn't catch a cold. He started with Baltimore. 
Yep. And First then last, lasted two years there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I think it was like West Virginia or something like that. And he's been a bust ever since day one. It wasn't, in, it wasn't really injuries that have been making him a bust. He just, you know, he's just one of those guys just fades into the screen, fades into the on the field. Did you just make he doesn't make himself appetizing for a quarterback to get the ball to? And that's I mean, that's that's bad, man. It's it's, it's hard to really keep a guy around. You see all this athlete. Like when you look at when you look at JJ, yeah, he looks like a specimen, bro. Right. I mean, you know, he looks like the real deal. He's a big receiver too, man. He's huge. Yeah. Where'd you say Perriman went? He went to UCF, I think. With UCF? Oh, that's yeah, right. He did he go to UCF. Central Florida, yeah. He did go to UCF. He did go to uh, UCF. He had, I mean, his biggest year was 2019 with Tampa, where he had 36 catches, 645 yards, and six touchdowns. Still nothing mind-blowing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But well, first round with, with Baltimore, his best year was his rookie year. 33 catches, three touchdowns. And Did then he? Uh, and then he got hurt because he only played 11 games the next year. I don't so, know, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that he's really – I mean, you get cut by the Lions in preseason. How good can you be? <laughs> right. Seriously. I, mean, I know that's one of your former homes and all, but man, you're a wide receiver. That, that offense stinks. Stinks. If they, if they oh, think you're not good enough, I don't know. I don't know if I'm reaching out. Oh, and also, and also, I mean, you look at the fact that they let both of their top tier receivers go, and 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 you don't have you don't even have to compete against two, you know, the two big name receivers. Right. You know, they let one go to uh, Galladay go, and and the right. other kid went to uh to Jacksonville. So there's really nobody there as a stud, and you still get released. Come on. Yeah, let's look. Let's look at what they have to see what. Okay, Khalif Raymond, <laughs> um, <laughs> Victor Bolden Jr. No, nope. uh, yell at me when you've heard any of these guys. Right, Damian Ratley. I've heard of him. I haven't. Um, oh, Saint Brown. They uh, wasn't he with Green Bay? He, he was uh, a fourth round draft pick. Uh huh. Does he in the Notre Dame kid? Um, USC. Oh, he went to USC. He did. Yeah, he went to USC. Okay, uh, uh, Amon race. There's another Saint Brown a couple years ago that went to Notre Dame. Yeah, now he now he's yeah he's in he's in Green Bay. Okay, Green okay, Bay. yeah. yeah. He's he's, his Bay. first name is like Aquanimius or something. He's got right. some really crazy name. All right, Kintez. Amon Ra St. Brown. That's his name. Amon Ra uh, for, for Detroit. Amon for Detroit. Ross, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kintez Cephas. Not Bo Cephas. <laughs> and Tyrell Williams. I heard that, Tyrell Williams. With, yeah, he was with uh, San Diego and then the Raiders. Yep. Yeah. He's pretty Big athletic, kid. that He's guy. 6'4", like, yeah. yeah. Big yeah. kid, too, yep. Right. But that's not, that's not a, a, a stalwart group. No, you know, it's not like, you know, competing against Megatron or anybody out there. There's a bunch of guys out there, you know, and it showed in their performance. They're a bunch of guys. Yeah. Who has looked who has looked the worst that you've seen in preseason, like as a group? Um, The worst team right now that I've seen. When I when I look at the Eagles, they're probably the Eagles and and Jets, probably the two worst teams that I've seen thus far. Really? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean Jacksonville's not much better. Although but, Lawrence uh, had a good game uh, this weekend, he looked good. Yeah. Um, the Texans, 
their defense looks good, but yeah. offensively they're going to run the ball. I mean, mm-hmm. bottom line, they're going to run the ball. Um, so at this point, you know, that's I mean, I have to say the worst team that I've seen in in, in the preseason are the Eagles. Really? I hate to say it. Yeah, man. Yeah, wow. they're, they're, ooh, they're bad, bro. It's because they haven't shown me. They're, they're third and fourth team. That, I, I just can't get that New England game out of my head yet. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah, that was embarrassing. Stuck. Very embarrassing. That was you know? embarrassing. I mean, to get blanked by that team? Come on now. Yeah. Apparently, how, Howie Roseman is fielding calls on the offensive line and uh, the linebackers, like on his offensive line and linebackers. That well, was Bleeding see. Green Nation uh, put that out. Well, I can understand it from an offensive line standpoint. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that. Um, I don't think Opeta makes the makes. Oh, the he was terrible Friday night. Oh, he was terrible Friday terrible. night. He was terrible last Thursday. Mm-hmm. The Thursday before that, he was terrible. He's been terrible every time he's given an opportunity to play. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why they love this kid so much. Yeah, he was awful. In fact, uh, Ross Tucker was kind of giving him the business, and that's a former <laughs> offensive lineman, you know. But he's just telling you what he sees. I mean, he's well, calling it he like he too. sees it. Yeah. He said, "Well, I mean, I hate to talk ill will about offensive linemen, right? But you know, <laughs> you got to at least be able to pick up a stunt or a block. Uh, you know, what's going on here? Yeah. And he would get just overpowered too. And that's the problem. You know, it's not necessarily a guy doing a good move or something like that." But they're straight bull rushing him and driving him into the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Run plays, he gets no movement. You know, he he looked bad. He looked really, really bad this last game. Um, you know, Herbig looked okay. He 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 finally gave came back and played a lot better. What about Driscoll? He got the start at the right side, I think, didn't he? Balled out. He yeah. balled out. Yeah. Uh, Diller balled out. LaRaven Clark. Woo. He put some he put some work in, bro. He mm. put some work in. He showed that he should be on on somebody's team. He balled on he balled when they gave him an opportunity. He was making it happen. You know, he's like, all right, look at me. You know, he's out there in in, in space, crushing people on screen plays. You know, you got to make yourself you got to make a difference. You got to make yourself look good. You got to give them something to look at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to pop off the screen, especially when you're playing. Like I love playing in the preseason. Like my old, you know, when I was getting older, like when I was my eighth and ninth year, tenth mm-hmm. year in the league, when, you know, all right, I'm a backup. So since I'm a backup, I'm going to play against threes and fours at times or twos and threes at times. Yeah, you got to make well, hay against star- those guys. Yeah. yeah, I was a starter. So I was used to playing guys, playing against guys like, you know, I mean, the, the Charles Haley's and Mr. White's. And, you know, I played against, you know, Chris Dolman, I played against ballers, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Simeon Rice, you know, mm-hmm. I played against guys that you know, really were pass rushers. So when I'm playing against a guy that's just a guy, I'm looking like an all-star out there. I mean, right. I'm, I'm stunning them on the line. They're not going anywhere. I'm, I'm throwing them down. I'm looking like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> look like an all-star. I, <laughs> look, after, I used to – no lie, this is the honest and good is true. Sometimes I'll be running to the sideline after I just got through demolishing this third or fourth teamer, and I'll run by as I'm running by uh, 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 the head coach. You know, he'll he look at me like this. Uh huh. Cower, be like, Brooksy, Brooksy, don't, 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 don't try it. Don't try it. So, coach, man, I'm dominating him. Look who it is, Brooksy. Yeah, yeah. Brooksy, you- he shouldn't even. He told me one time, Bruce, he shouldn't even have a name tag on the back of his hill, wow. uh, back of his jersey. Wow. <laughs> you, like, you, you ran past him like uh, <laughs> like Kirk Cousins. You like that? 
<laughs> I'm killing him. He's like this. Right. Brooks, he doesn't even deserve to have a name tag right. on the back of his He's head. He's going to be jersey. working at UPS <laughs> next week. What are you talking about? Hey, Coach, I can't I, I can't help who's, who they put in front of me. Whoever they put in front of me, hey, I'm just going to give it to them. I'm just letting you know. That's what mm-hmm. happened to me and Sean Bradley. You know that? Right. We're playing my last preseason game against uh, uh, the, uh, the Eagles when I was there. I hit Sean Bradley, drove him down, threw him on the ground. You know what I'm saying? All the two of the uh, starters weren't playing. So I was in there with the starters. And I'm going against Sean Bradley. And I'm killing him. I get I, I pancaked him like twice. And the second time I got up from him, he told me like this, Who are you? Are you even gonna make this team? Who are oh, you? Wow. Yeah, that's what really? he said to me. Yeah. So uh what's his name? Um Hollis comes over. Hey man, watch your mouth, man. Watch your mouth. He's been playing a lot longer than you. Watch your mouth. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, do you think, speaking of Sean Bradley, you think your your favorite Sean Bradley on the defense makes the squad? I think he does. Okay. Right. I think he does. I think he makes the squad. Um, I, you know, I don't see how Jacoby Stevens makes it as a linebacker, man. You know, even though he's a six-round pick this year, mm-hmm. I don't know if he makes it. Um, TJ Edwards. Yeah, he'll Davion make it. Taylor, TJ Edwards. He'll make it. They're safe. Yeah, they're safe. Yeah, but Patrick Johnson. I mean, they might have to try to see if they can move him to the practice squad. Hmm. You know, what I'm saying he didn't really do enough for me to see make you know, see that he makes the squad. Yeah, well, apparently they they like their depth at linebacker so much that they're taking calls on him. I don't know about you that, know? but whatever. <laughs> now we got we got to talk about another injury when we get back. Uh, starting hour number two here on the middle. Uh, there was a big injury in Minnesota at a very uh, important intriguing position okay that might interest one howie roseman all right we're gonna take a short time out we'll be back with hour number two still a whole lot more to get to we got um this deshaun watson uh stuff jerry jones uh trent dilfer and a whole lot more harry mays barrett brooks right here on the middle as a hard-working american you've never experienced how tough life can be until now A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz & Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz & Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. 
But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Tower number two. Of the middle, Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. And remember to smash that like button. I got to see. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See how we're doing here today, Barrett. Um, I don't even know how to do that, man. You don't even know how to do it. No. Now, are you? Can you subscribe? Can you log into YouTube? Like, do you have an account where you can like officially log in and with a profile, and then you can pull up the show, and then you can like it? All right, let me go ahead and see. Let me go ahead and do it. The Jacob Media YouTube channel, J A K I B. Uh, So far, we got. Subscribers are up to 6,580. So uh, we should be at 7,000 here pretty soon. And I think it was going to go up uh, very quickly once the football season actually gets started. No question. Because people wait. right now, you know, it's, it's hard to get invested in preseason. I get it. You know, we get all excited because guys go to camp and then, you know, counting down the days to the first preseason game. And then you realize that nobody's playing <laughs> and right. you're just like, all right, when's the real, when's the regular season really start? So like, this is like that downtime, you know, the final two weeks, people getting their, you know, their final bit of vacations in, you know, down at the shore and so forth. Yep. And then we, you know, settle in next weekend for college, actually starting Thursday night, I believe. Temple Thursday night, plays baby. Thursday night. Ohio State plays Thursday night. Uh, they play Minnesota, a uh, Big Ten game. Uh, that starts off the weekend, and, and next week's got a lot of really good games in it. Yeah, Temple-Rutgers uh, is three days away. Eagles-Falcons, we're still 13 days away and 10 days until Cowboys-Buccaneers. So this is sort of like that final little piece of downtime. But I mentioned before we went to break, there's an injury out in Minnesota. Saw this this morning. Irv Smith. From Alabama. He's been in the league two, three years now. Uh, Pretty talented tight end. Uh, Tore his meniscus. Now, I don't know how the severity of it. Like, they don't know if it's a full tear or if it's something that they could just go in and clean up and he'd be back sooner than later. Nobody really knows yet. But he's going to miss the start of the season and maybe some significant time. 
So uh, Howie Roseman has made some deals with Minnesota, right? Yo, he he, he got him. He got him. Zach Ertz well, uh, <laughs> could go to Minnesota. Well, I mean, that would be the best thing since sliced bread. But I don't. I can't. I don't think they can afford to right now. You know, with 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 Tyree being hurt, Tyree Jackson being mm-hmm. hurt, and uh, you know, can can Jake Stoll um, be the? I mean, he had a great camp. Great camp. Every right. time he's been in the game, he's had an opportunity to make a play. He's made a play. He has a couple of drops, but you know, you like him a lot. He does his ability to get open. He, he's that guy. You know, he's a he's a a pass catching, um, new wave tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, you know, you got Ertz, Goddard, and Rogers. Rogers, Stole, and Jackson. So yeah, Jackson's, Jackson's hurt. hurt. Jackson's hurt. But he could come back at some point later yes, in the year. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. But he's a rookie learning a new position. So, you know, this this year might be a total wash for him. Well, you know what, man? In reality. He he's he is not Tebow esque. He is he is a bona fide tight end now. I don't see him as a quarterback anymore. You know, oh no, I don't think he's a quarterback anymore. But I'm just saying, like learning the position and looking good in practice. Right. And looking good in some pre early preseason games is way different than you know, when there's game planning going on and I can't wait. You know, sort of this weekend, you know, on Friday, I have the uh, on this Friday, I have the the uh, South Dakota at Kansas game, and right. it just so happens that his head coach Leopold is uh is now the all head right. Coach He's the head Kansas. coach at Kansas. Yeah, so I'm gonna ask him a couple questions about his former quarterback. Right, but um, you look at you know Stoll. I think Stoll can be serviceable. He plays on the special teams, and that's big for him. You know, so right. I think I think that you know. That's something that they're going to entertain. If they can get some some value for for Ertz, I see them entertaining that. I mean, they they the only thing is they just let uh, Kyle Rudolph go. He went to the Giants, mm-hmm. and they'll basically be replacing him with the same guy. You know, him and Rudolph, Ertz and Rudolph are the same guy mm-hmm. as far as you know the money aspect of it. And I think they let him go because of the money. But um, I think Ertz is a better pass catcher than 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 um and route runner. Than Rudolph was right, but you know, I think Earth still has some value here. I, I, I would like Earth to stay here in all actuality. You he would. would help his offense, yeah. He would help his offense uh, tremendously, and he hasn't been bitching and complaining. He's been no. he's been he's going been about his business, doing it the right way. Yeah, yeah. Now but there was do another you keep injury. Five tight ends. Yeah, I don't know. You man. Can't. We're talking about he, five he, tight ends, five running backs. I mean, can't keep all these guys. No, so you can only go into the season really with three. Mm-hmm. And at this point, the three that I see making, you know, making a team are Ertz, Goddard, and Rogers, or Goddard, Rogers, and Stoll. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> with Stoll primarily playing like special teams kind of role. Yes, they would really yes. put a lot more onus on Richard Rogers. Yeah, but you know, also it would it would make the team more of a a a 11 personnel team one running back one tight end which mm-hmm. they want to do anyway cuz they want right. more speed on the field right this is not like you know with 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 Ertz and Goddard last year or year before that and the year before that being 12 personnel being their best uh personnel package i think right. their best personnel package is having one tight end on the field and um all those receivers or two running backs and all those receivers you know, on the field, you know, because then you're explosive. You have all speed out there. We know speed kills. Look at Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So that'll be that probably be your most optimal um, personnel grouping is uh, 
Goddard on the field with both running backs or, or you know, all the wide receivers on the field. All right, so now that, get away with it. there was another injury uh, over the weekend I saw out in Indianapolis, another team that Howie Roseman has dealt with. Sam Tevy tore his ACL. He's left tackle. Yes. And Fisher, who they got in the offseason, formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs, is still hurt. So they're down to uh, like a third-string type of guy at a pretty serious position with an injury-riddled quarterback hoping to come back for week one in Carson Wentz. Let's do the deal. Does Andre Dillard interest the Indianapolis Colts? And the way he played – Let's yeah. do the deal. See, I can see it happening. Yeah, because I mean, Howie, Howie's got a double a double win here. Like he he could help Indianapolis shore up or attempt to shore. We're not saying Dillard's great, okay, but he's probably better than their third stringer. I would hope. No right? Question. He is right. So and no he would question. he would provide depth once Fisher came back, at least at one position. You're saying he's limited to one side of the field, so maybe that could be a problem. But Howie's thinking like. You know, I, I really need to. I need to get this second round pick converted <laughs> to a first round pick with Carson, so he needs to play. So uh, I want to get him the left tackle that can help protect him. You see what I'm saying? Left, definitely, man. Right. Left. Let's get him out there, man. Let's get him out there. Let's get him out there. Do the deal, Howie. Now, what, what, what do you think? They, it, what, what would some team give up for an Andre Dillard based on all the criticism that we have given him? Over it the last year, it doesn't matter what we give them. It doesn't matter the optics that we have here in Philadelphia in our fishbowl. You know, mm-hmm. we have our own fishbowl here. But you, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to find offensive linemen, especially quality offensive linemen, in the league. Fair mm-hmm. point blank. Is he quality though? I mean, you know, if he was drafted in the sixth round, you'd probably be saying, "Man, this guy looks pretty good. We can keep him." You know, but he's such he's he's, it's such a a focal point drafting somebody that high up who has disappointed that you're like, man, we got I want to get rid of him. Well, see, that's the problem right there. If he would have been drafted in even the second round or the third round, we have a whole different mindset Mm -hmm. on on, on how we're judging. We're judging him off of being a top pick. Right. A number one draft pick. That's what Dillard is. Right. So because of that, he's going to get a lot of these harsh reviews because he hasn't done anything to make himself look any better than what, you know, than 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 our our fourth or fifth round pick. He's definitely a guy that they, he, there's a lot of value in him, and other teams around the league see the uh, the value in him. How he sees the value in him, he knows he can get a top pick at least at least nothing less than a third rounder for him. Because you know who's the the. Thir- the- who would be then maybe second string left tackle, your boy Toth. Yes. Ooh. Well, or Driscoll. Driscoll can play both sides. Yeah. They have Driscoll listed on the right side for what it's worth. Yeah. Behind Lane. He would he would be the guy that would go in before any other tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Driscoll will. Toth would be the next guard in, I think, you know, or 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 Herbig will be the next guard. But yes, I see, I see. I can see him being a guy that you know that can that can play both sides, and he's the he's the sixth man at this point. Driscoll's the sixth man, as far as you know the tackle situation. Mm-hmm. So I can see them doing the deal with 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 Andre Dillard, and 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 you know what? What would make it so bad? Dillard would leave here and go there and be a great player for him. 
a great player for him. You think so? Oh, yeah. Oh, now, yeah. we don't want him to be great, though, do we? Because right, right, it's like, you right. know, why didn't, why didn't he develop here? I mean, because well, the see, offensive line coach is one of the most respected coaches, probably the most respected coach on our staff. And that's why he would be because he 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 knows what he needs to do. He just knows he can't beat out a six foot eight, 380 pound phenom that moves like he's freaking 250 pounds. <laughs> so that's why that's why he he's so busy looking over his shoulder that he can't focus on what he's supposed to be doing. Right. He goes there, gets, a, you know, a new mindset and he can go in there and dominate as a tackle. They're going to throw the ball. He'll be a great guy going out there. And um and, and being a left tackle while they throw the ball. I'm so trying I mean, to I'm looking at it right now. I can see him in a Colts uniform. Mm. Let's do the deal, Howie. Let's do the All deal. All right. All right. I like that too. Now I'm trying to get uh see if Xander can help us with the video portion of this Trent Dilfer story. Trent Dilfer is, of course, the uh, head coach at Lipscomb Academy, which is one of these big football programs down in Nashville. Tennessee, and he gets some pretty big time players. Right, and, right, right, right. You know, you know, he's supposed to be, you know, doing a really good job. And I saw over the weekend they had a game, and he got into it uh, pretty heavy with one of his players. I believe the kid's a tight end, Bo Dawson, who ends up being the son of Phil Dawson. You remember Phil Dawson? Yes, the he was the yes. kicker for the Browns. Yes, for a long time. For a long time, it was pretty good. Yeah. And apparently Phil Dawson is also on the coaching staff of Trent Dilfer. Well, he at was Lipscomb there when I was Academy. There. Dawson was in Cleveland when you were there. Yeah, when I was there, yeah. Was Dilfer too? No. Because he was, was in Cleveland in, for a little bit. Yeah, too. he was with the Ravens then. All right. The okay. Then. Yeah. But yeah. Also, oh, Phil was on Phil is a coach there. Phil is a coach there too. He's a special teams coach. That's exactly so this is really why a, a, a wacky situation. Now, right. if you watch the video, and I, I sent Xander a text and also tried to get him on the private chat, the video is pretty it's it's pretty intense. Like this is like almost like Singletary. Remember when Singletary sent off the tight end and they, made him leave the field? He saved his life. Yeah. What, what was that guy's name? Davis. Davis. Yes. Uh, he ended up playing. David. Playing with the Washington football team for his final couple yeah, seasons. Yeah, it killed too. us. Killed yeah. us. He was from, he from Maryland. Right. He, he like went to Maryland. IDM. He ran like a 4 3 at the oh, combine. Yeah. He I mean, was an he Adonis. Was a freakish, too. Yeah, yes. freakish athlete. And um, he was just so he was he was so coddled as a player that right. he couldn't take, you know, the thrashing. But he actually, I'm telling you, Mike Singletary saved his life. Because from that point on, he strapped his helmet up and played like a player from that point on. That's that's a famous. That was the most famous uh, um, rant I've ever heard in my life. Can't win with him. Can't do it. Right, right. Yeah, I was in the post game yeah. afterwards. Yeah, before Vernon I Davis. Him, yeah, Vernon Davis. Vernon yeah. Davis. Yeah. Before I let this guy come out there and be selfish and play like that, yep. I will take a penalty. <laughs> that that was that the was one. Amazing. I want winners came from. Yes. I want winners. <laughs> Classic. Can't do it. We need more of that stuff. Oh, no question, man. But, but and this different stuff was great too. He said, "Sit down." Yeah, sit down. I know. Sit down. And the kid apparently <laughs> was giving him some back talk. Right. You know. Right. I, I mean, I get 
I liked what Dilfer's trying to do, but this day and age, when everybody's got a cell phone and is recording this kind of stuff, this is going to be it. this is not going to work out well for Trent Dilfer. Here's no, here's no, the no. video. He's on the on the sideline. I guess the kid screwed up in the game, and he comes off. And here we go. Trent Dilfer doesn't like when his players talk back. Trent Dilfer does that's it. That's it. It just keeps Love repeating. It. Now, yeah. Love it. I mean, they were they were saying physical altercation. He's taking him by the front of the shoulder pads and it's like pushing him back. He didn't hit him in the that. face. No, no, no. I, you should have saw me last week. Yeah. With my offensive line. Right. you you do this. Yeah, I'm coaching down. I'm 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 like helping out with the team at, at Woodrow Wilson High School. Woodrow Wilson, here. yeah. Uh, Camden School, you know, I mean, these some these are some tough kids. They 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 have a lot a lot of stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, their family situations at home. You know, the only release they sometimes the only release they can get is at the practice field. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of these kids are in a position where things are cool once they leave the football field. Once they leave the practice facility, leave that school, right? Things aren't cool at all. Right. So I understand these things and I understand how to deal with them. But it took me a while to really understand the dynamics of what these kids are going through, how their situation is, and how I need to adjust what I do and say to these kids. You know, it's not like when they were with me, you know, like mm-hmm. Coach Schneider coming to get me off a bus. Right. You know, get your ass out of here. Get Let's go. I now, told Co- Coach Schneider this. probably talked to a lot of your players and your teammates yeah. like that, right? Yeah, yeah, all the time, all the time, you know, because we had a different mentality back then because if a coach is yelling at you, that means he cares. When he's right. quiet and doesn't say anything to you, yeah. that's when you get, you know, that's when you get worried. And for the most part, if you look at coaches, coaches only want to bring out the best in you and who you are as a man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not just as a player, but who you are as a man. And they understand what the dynamics are on where you need to go. So to me, I have your best interest uh, at hand. It has nothing to do with me or my ego or anything else. Right. It has everything to do with, all right, I'm trying to prepare you for the future. I'm trying to prepare you, not just in football, but when you're in this job and 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 your CEO comes in and, and chews you out, that you don't make the, the 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 bad response of talking back or doing something other than all right then I, I, I right. learning from the situation yeah you know, so just learn from the situation you can't chew anybody out anymore Barrett no it's it's horrible you know? man because you know I, and, you know but if Dawson wasn't on the wasn't um a coach on the team then I would say he'd be dead wrong for that but since the coach is there and it's his father. I see why he conducted himself in that manner. All right. Well, that's what that's what I wanted to ask you. Do you think he coaches this kid differently, knowing that Phil Dawson is okay with it? So he's going to sort of maybe be a little bit tougher on this kid in this instance. Absolutely. You know, to sort of set an example. All the other teammates are like, "Wow, did you see Coach? Man, you know, he he dug into Bo, you know, pretty good, man." But it's like he knows he can get away with it because Phil Dawson's okay with it. The father. Exactly. And that's exactly okay. like if I know the parents of the kid I'm talking to, I know them mm-hmm. and the parents know that I want only the best for that kid. Then I'm going to coach that kid different than a, than a kid that I don't know the parents. I'm going to coach him different because I know the limits that I can go with, with you know, because you have to these days you have to coach these kids individually. Mm-hmm. It, it, it used to be that it was just a blank canvas you know everybody was under the same umbrella right 
You know what I'm saying? You can say whatever you want to say. Because they, man, my coaches cuss me out up the stairs and down the stairs, you know, as I'm doing these eight, eight and eights and running and everything else. They're steady cussing me out because they knew that at the end of the day, they wanted me to be a better player. Okay. I didn't understand it at the time, but I just knew I had to go about this, you know, in order for me to be successful. And it helped me and who I am as a man because they showed me that you can't just talk back and all that stuff. Well, these kids are like that. With with this, I think Dawson, he knew that that was Dawson's kid, mm -hmm. so he's going to coach him harder because his dad is right there, and to know his dad would do the same thing to his kid. And he you ended know? up having to release a statement, of course, you know, of afterwards. Of course, all the time, yeah. Yeah. You know, because feelings. This, this whole thing became, you know, a firestorm uh, on social media. It went viral, the old viral video. Right. <laughs> um, but, I mean, do you think anything happens to him? No, I don't think so because I mean the dad is right there. Yeah, the dad is right now. I've had I've had look, another situation, another perfect situation. I'm talking about. There was this kid. He would go home every single weekend. I mean, every single week. Oh, they didn't play me again. I'm a baller. They don't know what they're doing. I'm I'm, I'm ten times better than the guy they have in front of me. Right. Da -da 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 it goes on. It goes on at every high school, on every level, at every sport. So this is what happened. One of my other, uh, one of the other coaches there said, "All right, then, uh, since you're thinking your kid is so good, the coach the coach Tim came over and Sean was like, hey, um, all right, then. So this is what I'm gonna do, ma'am. Since your kid, ma'am, sir, ma'am, can you come here for a minute? Mm -hmm. All right, I'm I'm gonna put him in at the position he said he's better than other guy in. So he tells the other kid to come off, who's an All American. I mean, he's a linebacker, like he's like six foot three, two hundred twenty pounds. You know, we tell him come off the field." All right, we're gonna put your son out there. Mm -hmm. Your son, that's only five foot eleven, no, five foot ten, weighs a hundred and ninety pounds, soaking wet. We're gonna put him in at the Mike linebacker position, and then we went through nine on seven. By the time that fullback came around and knocked him on the ground three plays in a row, an offensive lineman picked him up and dumped him with his head ten yards down the field. I said, "You see that." Yeah. So you thinking I'm trying to be hard on your, your son and then right. that, that, that he's not. No, it's, it, he's not. You're ready protecting him. Right. <laughs> I'm protecting your son right. from getting his butt kicked every other play. Right. And look at him. Man, they were so embarrassed. They were so embarrassed. They took the kid and went home. They took him and went home. I had to go to practice and get him. That, uh, I had to go to his house and get him the next day for practice because they didn't want him to uh, play anymore because, like, they were so embarrassed that he was saying all that stuff and it wasn't true. So is so is he still on the team? Yeah, yeah, he's still on the team. Now, what you know what, what will his position be? Like fourth string? You'll never fourth, see the light of day. Fourth string bench. Um, yeah, I mean, he serves a, a hell of a glass of water. Put it like okay. that. Okay, <laughs> there you go. But some guys just aren't meant to play, right. man. Yeah, well, you know yeah, of course. I mean, know, mother just... mother nature, God, uh, you know, kind of dictates. You're only 5'10", right. 145, son. <laughs> You're not made to play this game at this level, you know? Like, right, I realized you know, soon enough I wasn't going to get any bigger. So I became a runner. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm not going to be a football player. <laughs> my God. Oh, look, my boy, T for two, the, the MFC. I can't tell you what MF stands for, but you know the C stands for captain. <laughs> oh yeah, that's man. It, he's, he, you know, my boat's right next to his boat, man. I miss my boat too. I oh, T for tuna on the stream. You're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I see that. I see that, bro. I, I I need to go fishing so bad, man. But hey, this 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 is this this is the season right here. This is the season. Uh, buddy of mine, I was uh, playing golf with a couple of uh, college buddies yesterday, and. 
like we all went in the same fraternity. Uh-huh. And this uh, this other guy that lives nearby just got back from deep sea fishing. He took his boat out off of you know Avalon Stone Harbor and came home with all this mahi mahi, like oh my a, goodness, a boatload of it. And he's showing the pictures, you know, the the fish and stuff. So they're they're grilling it all up, you know, Sunday night and probably today. Oh, yeah, girl, mahi mahi is so good. So what we yeah. do, we go out, we go out to little the little dinghies, these floats, and we just drive around the dinghies. And those fish, they love like they love to have you know hang around dinghies because you know the small fish try to hide in. So if you find like a a, a weed patch or something in the water, mm-hmm. you just throw your line out there. You might catch you. A, couple mahi see that's the best thing about having the dock you know because we're down to schooner island school line marina the best thing about my dock everybody goes fishing all the time there's not i can i can go down there right now and i'll wake up in the morning at six o'clock well i wake up at 5 30 because you have to be outside at 5 30 and i could jump on anybody's boat that's how cool our dock is i can jump yeah. on anybody's boat and go fishing with them man that's how cool the people are there bro you know what i mean so i mean i love we go out get some mahi mahi you get the, the big, you know, stakes, you know, and, you know, we just we just won a term, a flounder tournament. Right, right. A couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Flounder, man. I have yet to take, uh, I have yet to taste this, uh, it's called tile fish. Mm. I want to taste it so bad, man. I haven't, I haven't tasted it before. You get that you around know, here? You got to go out. You got to go out far. Okay. Out real okay. Far, like maybe 60 miles out, 30 All miles right. out. That's like for the tunas and stuff, too. Well, that's what I, first time I go tuna fishing. Yeah. First time I ever go. I caught a 55-pound tuna, bro. 55 mm-hmm. pounds. We were out there the first 15 minutes and catch it. So when I when it first hit, I hit it and I tried to reel it in. It was like it wasn't going anywhere. I'm like, yo, I think we're snagged or something. He said, Nope, <laughs> it's not snagged. Get it going, boy. Get it going. You gotta strap, reel. Strap him in the chair. <laughs> right. Put him in the chair. Right. I said, No, this can't be a fish. He said, Oh, yeah, it's a fish. You gotta reel it in. See, right. All that stuff you were talking. Let's see. Let's see yeah. how you do this. Man, it took me like Maybe 40 minutes, man, it's to get job, that fish man. in, man. Oh, my yeah. goodness. You know what I'm saying? It was the worst, man. But then when I got it in, man, it was amazing. Amazing yeah. taste of fish, too, man. Mahi yeah. Mahi was good. Look at him. Not, 90, not Reno Mahi. Not Reno Mahi, <laughs> says 91 LSXers. Classic. Remember the Reno Mahi story? He was a bartender, wasn't he? At Chickies and Pete's, was it? Yep, yep, yep. And then they needed him. Right. <laughs> then they, then, they, then they, that was the year they went into the season without a punt returner, isn't it? Right. Well, he he got cut and right. he wanted to stick around, so he got a job at Chicken and Pete's. Right. Why wouldn't you? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Man, was it was that, amazing. Was that did they start the season that year in Green Bay and there was a fumble on yep. a kick? Yep. I think yep. that's what happened, right? It was just like what are they, what are they doing? Yeah, no. Reno's a good dude too, man. He Reno's is a good a, dude. Yeah, he, he was in fact, a good he's dude. out there with um, he, he's he's in um, he's out in Utah right now. You know, oh, what yeah. Saying? Well, he's a BYU guy. Yep. Yep. Right. Yeah. So they, those now. guys all stick together. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. All right, now for uh this week, Thursday, Friday, because we're gonna be getting a, a good bit of rain apparently on Wednesday, Thursday. The remnants of Ida, yes. are gonna be rolling through our area. Category, on, category four. This is a category four. It was a four when it hit and made landfall. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know what it is now. It's might be down, you know, to a, like a one or something. I don't know. But that path is now going to come up our way. And Wednesday, Thursday, we're looking at maybe getting three to five inches of rain. I'm seeing wow. over those two days. Now, what is your travel schedule? I fly for this out. Week? I fly out at uh at five o'clock. 
on uh on on Wednesday night. Okay. So I'll be there Thursday. I do the show on our show on Thursday from Lawrence, Kansas. From Lawrence, Kansas. Okay. I'll do the show from from my hotel room there, and then that night I go to uh I go do um, coaches meetings mm-hmm. with the University of Kansas at the at the facility, and then late that night I go to South Dakota and do coaches meeting with them. Okay. And then I get up on Friday do do our show, and then the game is that night. So I got I don't have to be there until uh probably three o'clock. So you're going to do two shows from Lawrence, Kansas, Thursday two and shows, Friday. Two wow. shows from Lawrence. Okay. Two shows. Well, we'll have a lot of college football on Thursday because you know, there's a couple games that night. And then, uh, you know, rehash it on Friday, preview the weekend. I can't wait. Real football. For, for the Georgia-Clemson game. Oh, oh. I can't, can't wait for wait. that one. Can't wait. I mean, and, and Georgia's supposed to be taking that next step, too. Yeah. They're taking that next step, so – if they don't, I think I think they don't have to go through. They don't have to go through Alabama this year, so they no, might be they right don't. there. Right, they may be right. They have there. a pretty easy schedule outside yeah. of this Clemson game. Yeah, so they um, got to get past them. What did you watch? We'll find out uh, what you watched in college football this past weekend. I tried to watch some of it. I put in a, a bet on UCLA, and I'll tell you more about it when we come back. We got to take a short time out. We still have a lot to do in the final half hour of the middle here with Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays. You're on YouTube. you got to subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Spread the word and smash the like button back in three minutes. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. And we are back for the final half hour of the middle here on uh, Monday, August 30th, almost the end of August, uh, Barrett. Football season officially has begun, actually. It began this past weekend, really, with college football. Not a great slate of games, mind you, but I did get a little taste of Illinois-Nebraska towards the end of that game. Uh, Brett Bielema and Illinois, their era, uh, started off with a win. Um, man, this this Nebraska team, man, I'll tell you, <laughs> not happened. Right, right. It's, you know, he's been there three years already. I can't believe it. But I did catch a little bit of that game. Nothing too drastic. I did see a little Hawaii UCLA, and by the time I tuned in, uh, my Bruins, my Chip Kelly Bruins, were in total command. That I was like, I'm not watching this. I had already pl- placed a bet earlier in the morning on UCLA's win total. Oh, yeah, I remember they said that, yep. For seven. So we're already at one. We got to get that cash. I think, I think that's a pretty good bet. That quarterback's pretty good. Well, I mean, at this point, you know, he's, he's, he's taking over a team that was, that was on his way up anyways. They were starting to compete in the Big Ten. So I, I, I mean, no, I'm talking uh, about I'm, UCLA. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about UCLA. No, I'm, I'm, I just, are, I'm, are you talking about Illinois? Illinois. Oh, Illinois. okay. Okay. Yeah, Brett Bilma, you know, so I, I can see that team being pretty good. And, and and at the end of the day, Kelly is just, you know, he's 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 just not an NFL coach. He right. needs that total control. Yeah. So it's not like he can't coach. He just can't coach NFL players. Right. You have to approach it differently from a college player to an NFL player. Because at the end of the day, these guys have full-grown families at home. You know, they 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 have wives and everything else. College teams, you know, there might be a couple guys married, but at the most, you know, these are young guys trying to make it to the next level. So they're going to do whatever to try to, you know, do whatever the coach says. You can't do that when you got a grown man and making twice as much as you make as a mm-hmm. head coach. So, you know, his whole philosophy on how he approached the game was just different, man. He, he had to change that. And since he couldn't change it, that's why he had to go – to uh to the back to the college level where he's he's more suited. It's the right. perfect place for him. All the glitz and glamour of being in LA. The yes. you know he can get that program going. You know now he has a firm grip on 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 UCLA. The recruiting is going to start getting better. They're going to be a better team because his system is perfect for the college student athlete. Man. Right, and they perfect. returned ten starters on both offense and defense from get the last heck out year. Out of here, that yeah. is crazy. And that quarterback, uh, DTR is what is what they call him, Dorian Thompson Robinson. DTR, get used to that one. <laughs> eight, eight wins at least for the for UCLA. They got LSU next week. Oh, UCLA LSU. Good. No, it's not a vintage LSU team, but they're right. still going to be t- pretty tough and physical. Yeah, uh, they play Fresno State at Stanford. Stanford hasn't been really good the last couple of years. No, uh-uh. Arizona State, who's pretty good. They have that at home. At Arizona, they stink. At Washington, pretty good team. No, they stink. They I do? Know. Yeah, they're not going to be good in this year. No, oh, no? No. That's no. never an easy place to go play, though. It's the worst place to play, man. I'll tell you that damn uh, Husky, man. Yeah. 
<laughs> I tell you, did I tell you about when um when I played them? This is oh. when they won the national championship. Uh huh. I played. This is like uh the one they won the one national championship. I think in ninety one, and okay. we played them. And um, <laughs> at the time, they had Steve Edmond number right. one. They had a guy named this guy named Mason on the other side. I'm blocking Mason. Steve Edmond looks like a man child. And you know, like all their DBs were like six five, you know, two two ten, two twenty. You know, Dana yeah. Hall and those guys, they beat the snot out of us. In fact, every time they they scored, they had a husky that would run from the thirty to the thirty. Yeah, so they would run that husky from the thirty to the thirty. Bro, by halfway through the third quarter, they're trying to yank the dog. The dog like this, <laughs> the tongue's dragging. Uh, they don't want to run anymore. It's tired of running. They beat us like 56 to six, man. Wow. They were killing us, man. And, and going into that game, like we, we had a pretty good team. So we thought we were pretty good. We were smelling ourselves. In fact, the night for uh, the night before the game, you know, we were making a big fuss about coach Snyder, our head coach, not having a ranch for us. Cause we had a ranch. We had a ranch, man. After we got through dragging us through the dirt, we got to get out of, um, and, Went into that locker room, taking our pads off, and he's giving us, you know, he's, he's reaming us out. You see, and and say one more thing about some damn ranch. Say something about some ranch again. You just got your butt shellacked out there. You talking about daggone ranch? <laughs> he was so wow. bad, dog. He was he was bringing up old stuff. He was just I'll telling you, us, bro. <laughs> when you remember coaches' rants from twenty five plus years ago, oh, it's about thirty. Thirty years. Okay, I was trying to be kind. So thirty years ago, that's that's significant, man. No question. I'll man. tell you. Then they got Oregon at home. That's good. At that's Utah, that's a tough trip. Yep. That's Colorado a tough trip. home at USC rivalry game, and then Cal. So that's uh, that's one bet to uh, I figured, you know, since Aton's not on here detailing his whole weekend of betting. Right. <laughs> uh, I figured I'd, I'd have to work in one from the weekend because my golf bets did not do all that well this week. Did you happen to see any of the golf? Of it course. Was, not. I was too, too busy oh. looking at film. And in fact, I, I did uh, most of my time I spent looking over film on Kansas and South Dakota. Is that right? Hard to, find a, hard to find a South Dakota game, man. Well, you yeah. Well, I mean, did you find one? Yeah, I found a couple of them, man. They they play in the spring. Okay, now how do you it's find crazy. this film? Like, where where are you going? I went on YouTube for the most part, and then I called the um the uh you know the what do they call them the s the uh, what does it mean the the guy that you know take care of all this stuff the sr oh the sid the sid sports information director yeah I called yeah, the sid yeah. and he sent me a couple of games the sid okay yeah so you so, got to do some work here to get to, yeah get man some of these yeah. Tools. Then next week I got another game, man. I got Long Island against West Virginia. Yeah, but I they see. called Long Island something different on your schedule. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you. You know what? You saved me, man, because you said Long Island. Yeah, you saved me because then from that point on, I started looking up. Then I found games, you know, because of you know what you said. Mm-hmm. So you know, but yeah, man, it was it was tough trying to find games, man. Will there be a point spread on that game? Is it like uh, that could be like a seventy no, to six game? Right, right. It, it won't be on not on the Long Island, but the Kansas game it probably will be because they've been trashed for years. Yeah, for years. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, do they do they get any kind of attendance at these games at Kansas? Not really. It's not a yeah. basketball game, so no, I know. <laughs> I would love to go to a basketball game there. Oh man, it's unbelievable! At what the it, fog, it, yeah. I mean, the barn man, it, it, they they make it happen out there, bro. They make yeah. it happen. I actually I actually played there when I, I told you I played basketball for yeah for a year. I was I was well, put it like this: I was there. I wasn't even dressed. 
<laughs> I was in street clothes. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, me and this other guy, you know, because we didn't have a shot of playing in the Kansas game, bro. But out there, I mean, I mean, it, Pierce was out there. You know, they, Paul they, Pierce. Yep, Paul yeah, Pierce. Yeah. Jock Vaughn was out there, man. It was, it, man, it was, it was a crazy, crazy, crazy time. You know, being on being on the basketball squad there. I'm not finding a line for your game. Well, there probably won't be for nobody, Kansas. Nobody thinks about Kansas. Yeah, that. Nobody thinks about Kansas. Yeah, um, Temple Rutgers. Temple's like a two touchdown underdog. Ooh, and their their win total this year, I think, is ranked around three, two and a half or three. So wow. not not projecting to be a, a very good season. So I don't know. Kansas State starts against Stanford at home, and you're favored by two and a half points. How are we favored against Stanford? I'm telling you, Stanford isn't what they were the last couple of years. You know that coach. You know he was actually. Um, I wanted him as an Eagles coach before they hired Chip Kelly. I was interested in them going to get uh, David Shaw. I remember doing radio shows when you know when the Andy Reid era ended, saying I'd love to go after Shaw, but apparently he had no interest to want to stay in college. But he he had some pro experience with the Ravens on their staff, and I think he might have even had another team um, in the NFL where he was he was on the staff. And I just thought the way he goes about it, you know, was was something that would work in the NFL. But apparently he has no interest. Well, you know, he he, he was actually he was actually a um... He was he was a rookie coach when I was a rookie in the league. Mm. He was uh he was like the quality control guy, not with the Ravens, were, right? No, no, no. When I was at when I was when I was playing with the Eagles. Oh, he was there too. He was okay. there with the Eagles. He was like he's the one that did our scout team. He would draw up the scout team looks. Okay, you know what I'm saying for sure. us. You know what I'm saying he under he, Ray Rhodes. Yeah, or, yeah. He was on the staff then. That's how I knew him. I'm mm-hmm. like. He went up through the ranks, but he did it the hard way, bro. He did it yeah. the hard way. You know what I'm saying? He serving coffee, all that stuff, bro. He 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 he's that's why he's one hell of a coach, man. That's why he's one hell of a coach. Cause I mean, he went about, you know, he went about things the right way, you know. Yeah. Went up through the ranks. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, you're I right. he was a 97 QC quality control for the years. Right. And then he went to the Raiders in the same capacity. Then he turned into the quarterbacks coach with the Raiders. Then he went to the Ravens and coached the quarterbacks and the wide receivers before going to college. Yeah, Dave was that dude, man. Yeah. He was a, he was a good dude, man, because he was hyper-focused. Mm-hmm. He was always hyper-focused. He would have us, um like, when he drew the cards out, he drew exactly, you know, most guys would just put, you know, put a mark here, put a slash, boom, boom, you know, arrow here. He was like intricate with, with very how meticulous. he wrote. Yeah. Oh, yeah. very, very meticulous. Yeah. On how he wrote his wrote those cards. And that's what they liked about him, you know, his intensity. And then he would come by and tell us, hey, on this play, I want you guys to sugar up a little bit and then drop back. When they drop back, then I want you to blitz from the other side. You know what I'm saying? And and you couldn't draw it on the cards exactly the way he said it, but he would tell us how to do it. So that's what made him a good coach. His attention to detail was right. was great. That's one of the things that uh, got Andy Reid the gig, the, the attention right. to detail. Yep. You know, breaking yep. down the long snap, the importance of the long snapper for a break, <laughs> two hours. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Now, the Deshaun Watson news. Did you see this come out this weekend? No, what's that? Deshaun Watson – uh, apparently has not put the Eagles 
on his list of teams that he would be accept a trade to. There's yeah, believe this. This this guy is actually possibly going to go down for for uh, misconduct and uh, sexual assault, whatever you want to call it. And he's making demands. Right. What like, is he thinking about? A reporter for the Houston Chronicle named Aaron Wilson pointed this out that the Eagles were not. He won't waive his no trade for for the Eagles. Apparently, there's a couple of teams he's interested in. The Dolphins, which we had heard from the beginning. We already heard that, yep. The Panthers, Carolina, even though they say they're committed to Sam Darnold. Now, are you kidding me? If you could get your hands on Deshaun Watson, are you going to pass him up for Sam Darnold? Sam who? Right. (laughs) Sam who? (laughs) And then the Broncos, who have Teddy Bridgewater, and they're saying the same thing. Now, obviously, you got to stand by your guy, but in reality, I don't think either of those teams would take their guy over him. No, it's no question. Right? You know that's that's the nature of that's the, he would be a any of those any of those teams would have bad GMs if they didn't entertain that if they could get him. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you know, you still don't know what is the NFL going to make a decision on whether he's exempt or not. You know what I'm I saying? Know. They got to I mean, do something soon, right? Right. They have to going into the season because at this point, if they don't put him on the exempt list, you got to play him. You got to if play you're him. Houston. Yeah, if you're Houston, you got to play him. Well, the, apparently, what the, the asking price is is said to be three first rounds and two second rounders. Now that's obscene. No, that, that, not, they're not getting that. They're not even they're close not to that. No, no. They might get two first round. Well, I think the reason why they say that because Jamal Adams got two first rounders. Yeah, and he's just a safety from Seattle. Yeah, right. That was a steal. Joe Douglas might he might go into the GM Hall of Fame just for that trade. There's no question about if that. there was such a thing. <laughs> I mean, really, it's, it's no question about that. You know, they're still think they were, you know, at this point, Seattle was bumping themselves and knocking themselves out like, man, why do we do this? Because he hadn't signed a deal yet. They finally finished the deal mm-hmm. and got him signed. But there was a time where, you know, it was almost the biggest mistake ever for them giving up all this you know, draft capital for a guy that's not even going to be on the team next year. Right. You know, it was a possibility of that. You know, they'd have, they'd have, um, they would have, uh, you know put a franchise tag on him, but he said there was a way in which he can get off even the franchise tag and go somewhere else. So I mean, yeah, no, um, no, um, Jamal, he said he, Jamal Adams said he might be able to get off the franchise. They had had a loophole in which they, you know, they could do that. So I don't know, you know, but the Sean at this point, if he's not on the exempt list, you got to play him. Mm -hmm. You got to, there'd be no reason not to, you have to play him, man. Wouldn't you think? I mean, yeah, he's the he's on your roster. He's the best quarterback on your team by leaps and bounds. But I mean, do you run the risk of him getting hurt? Because uh, obviously, I think they've, you know, he's moved on from them. It's sort of a situation I think like Carson Wentz, where he doesn't want to be there. I know he doesn't want to be there, but at the end of the day, he also understands that he can make his value go up and make him more. Uh, appetizing for a team to want him if he goes out there and balls. Even with the rest of the talent uh, level that they have around him, which isn't very good on the offensive side? They haven't I mean, been. They haven't had any talent on the offensive side of the ball for years now. They've had nothing. nothing. No, since they got rid of Hopkins. and Yeah, they got yeah. rid of Hopkins. You know, the kid from uh, – the, the speedy kid from uh, – Fuller. From, Fuller, from yeah, from Notre Dame. Isn't he, he in going. Miami? Yeah, isn't he's he going. Yeah. 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 So, I mean – you're right, man. I mean, 
you probably couldn't play him because there's, you know, there's no way that they're going to be anything close. I don't to know that good. he pumps up his value with what they got on that squad. <laughs> I mean, they already didn't win really anything with him. Nope, nope. When he, when he did have talent, yeah, I still think he's a he's borderline top five quarterback. But no question, there's two, no question about that. Three three firsts and two seconds. Three firsts. No, no way is a team pulling that off. How how could a team pull it off? It's almost it's, well. I mean, the Eagles almost... have multiple first round picks. You'd scatter the second rounders maybe into the future drafts. How many first round picks do they have right now? They have two, but they could have three. That's right. If Andre Dillard goes to Indianapolis and secures the offensive line for Carson Wentz, and he plays seventy five percent of the snaps, Barry. Right, right. Andre then... Dillard is going to save the day. Right. And Zach Ertz goes to Minnesota right. for a third rounder, and we take them third rounder, add them to that second rounder. It might be, you know, and then another first. You know, we might get the deal done. Let's exactly. go, Howie. Let's do Let's it. Let's go, Howie. I'm telling you. <laughs> imagine, imagine how how many uh, how many uh, minutes he's spending on the phone. Oh, this no week about that. it's nonstop. Yeah. He's thinking of every means possible to do it. Right. You know, and I I wouldn't mind it. Let's make it happen. Yeah, let's Shoot, do it. You know, I mean, I I like Hertz, but we're talking about a guy that's a you know generational talent. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying a proven yep. generational talent who hadn't had a team that really believed in him in so long. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and a digital man, right? <laughs> Which I still, you know, he's they got to get some kind. Of, whoever gets him has got to get some kind of control over that. You know. But did you see this? Tony Romo apparently his uh, his el- his eligibility for the Hall of Fame is twenty twenty two, and right. Jerry Jones was asked S- about Harry. a potential bid for Romo to the Hall of Fame when he appeared on one hundred three point five The Fan in Dallas. Stop, Harry. Uh huh. Are you kidding me? Well, I think there's no question in my mind that Tony is skilled. Uh, uh, at a skilled level and has um, had accomplishments uh, statistically that were there. Um, <laughs> I mean, the fact that we did not have a Super Bowl during that time is always going to be in the in the conversation uh, as to where Tony Romo will rank or not rank, but where he's acknowledged. Now, you're talking to a guy that he he would be a first round ballot with me. And I don't apologize for that, Barrett. Unapologetic. <laughs> that that was the quote from Jerry Jones on Tony Romo. Romo was a miracle. Going to the Hall of Fame. Come on, come man. on, man. Are you kidding? I me? love Tony Romo because uh, I too, think he's man. cool to hang out with, play some golf. He's a great broadcaster, but he hey. is not even in the zip code next to the zip code of Canton, Ohio, as a player. We, it, okay. I, I tell you what, Mac would be number five. Will always be with us. Right, would be closer to the Hall of oh, Fame. Oh, easy. Than Tony Romo, easy. Are and I think he's a Hall of Famer. Right, Mac. You know, but there's not even a question. Come on, man. Yeah, Come that's... on now, <laughs> Tony Romo. Talk your guys up. I can understand talking your guys. <laughs> right, up. but I bet you said Zeke is Zeke is one vote away right now, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> he has one foot in the Hall of Fame already. Yeah. Come on, man. Get out of here. Now, get out of here. McNabb was better than Romo, and so was Randall, says smile and be happy. Yeah, right. way, be- way better. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. That's that's oh my goodness. That is crazy. Well, when man. I saw that, I just figured, you know, this is a good opportunity to roll out a little Jared Jones. Oh, that, you know, it, that's all. It goes only the best shows we have. You gotta have a little <laughs> Jerry in it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we could pour out a little bit of this wine for him. Right. And Josh. <laughs> oh my Josh goodness, wine. Yeah. Um but he's he's just delusional. I mean, why why would you go on and just say, you know, granted, you're going to talk the guy up, but you don't have to say that, you know, he'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer in your view. That's well, you ridiculous. Don't to, you, you don't have to lie. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. It's, it's out and out just going to lie. That destroys credibility for anything else that you say. Nothing. Yet. There's there's nothing else you could say right now that says anything close to him being a Hall of Famer. His numbers don't even look like a Hall of Famer. No. You know what I'm saying? His The, the winning that he's done is not – I mean, he's never played in the Super Bowl. You know what I right. mean? Come on, he, man. he hardly played in the playoffs. Right. Yeah, a couple on. of playoff games. They beat the Eagles. No, oh, they yeah. with yeah. Romo. But then wasn't it Seattle where he fumbled that snap when he was going to be holding it for the for the field goal or the extra <laughs> that point? Is I it, yep. which one. That yeah, that was a playoff game. I'm reading Jeff McLean here on Twitter at Jeff underscore McLean. Does a great job covering the Eagles. Uh, been having prognosticators remorse. Would probably cut Hightower, keep Toth, cut Teron Jackson, and keep Patrick Johnson. Now he says cut Teron Jackson. That was a draft pick. That was that kid out of Coastal Carolina, right? Coastal the Carolina. Defensive, defensive end. 75, you know what I'm saying? Flashed a lot. Right. Do you do you do you agree with that? What have you seen out of Teron Jackson? Has he impressed you? He has, but not enough to 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 make the roster, though, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I Is that one of those guys that you you hope to cut and, and you can re-sign to your practice squad? Yes, hopefully he clears waivers right. to be on a practice squad. And I think he would clear clear waivers, but it's going to be tough, you know what I'm saying? You see what happened the last couple of times. I tell you what, Washington, the Washington football team does that a lot. They go in and get guys from our squad and, 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 and coach them, and they end up being pretty good, man. Hmm. You know, last year um, – let me see. What was it? What's his name? Let me see. His name was um, Casey Tohill. Oh, Tohill. Yeah. Did he play at Stanford? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, I think he's a Stanford guy. Yep. Yep. Played at Stanford. Yep. Yeah. He is. Uh, he's on their squad right now. Yeah. He's in the rotation. Defensive end. I remember him in college. Yep. Yep. So they they get grab guys like him all the time. But at this point. There's 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 so many there's so many um you know DNs on this roster that they're gonna have to sneak them in. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at look at the defensive ends we have. You know, we, we haven't even talked about um Carrigan. Yeah, Carrigan, you know, he's still hurt, you know, with his with his right. with his his hand. You know, but do you have um Derek Barnett, Brandon Graham, right. Ryan Carrigan, Josh Barnett's Sweat. Been hurt. Yep. Milton Williams has played more on the outside. He's played on the inside. So I would say he was a he's a defensive end also. That's mm-hmm. a lot of guys you're carrying into the um into the in, into the fold. Then you have Teron Jackson. I, I think that he's gonna have to be on a practice squad. Um as far as D lineman, I think you go, you got Fletch, Hargraves, Barnett um, and Graham are the starters. And then yep. Sweat. Sweat's coming off the bench. Yep. Ridgeway. Kerrigan. Ridgeway, Kerrigan. Yeah. 
T.Y. McGill is going to make the squad. T.Y. Yeah, McGill. They were, they were so, talking about him on Friday night. He he flashed a lot. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Uh, they're going to cut Marlon. Uh, what was it Tui Polato? Yeah, Tui, Tui Polato. He was a draft pick, too. He sucks. <laughs> he, oh my goodness. They ran over. They couldn't stop the run. I mean, he was just like a sift out there. Hmm. They were driving him. I mean, I can see if it was a double team block. It wasn't even double team blocks. It was man on man him getting drove out. So I can't see him making the squad. And then Patrick Johnson is another pass rushing linebacker guy. Right, right. And, and I don't know. I don't quite understand what they're doing with that. Patrick Johnson and Jannard Avery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like they want to run a 3-4. And those are the guys that designated blitzing linebackers like on the 3-4. So I guess they're going to run it like an like an um overfront and have them be a defensive end slash um cover guy that can cover tight ends and backs out of the backfield. Okay. You know, both guys both guys will probably do it. They're more suited to do it, but I mean, at this point, you know, during during game time situations, they haven't shown that in games. Mm-hmm. They shown them at linebacker level during the games, but not you know they don't they don't show them to be rushing. You know, what I'm saying just at you know linebacker level, I want to see them on the line at the same linebacker position over the tight end, and then rush off the tight end like in a blitz blitz capacity. Yeah, now smile and be happy brings up another name that they drafted a, a year or so ago, Sharif Miller. Where's he? He says oh, he's, he, all, he's he, out he of football. Cut, he got cut by another NFL team. Yeah, he's out of football. He was yeah. a Philly kid. Yeah, yeah, you know he what, was tripping, yeah. man. I mean, he was, you know, he was, he got all kind of stuff going on in his life, man. You know what I'm saying? Women's problems. Oh, he yeah. Got, you know what I'm saying? Um, he, you know, shady dealings and stuff, man. You know, Sharif was, he just couldn't, you know, get out the streets, man. He had a focus, man. He he couldn't get out them streets, man. He was pretty good at Penn State, but. Yeah. Man. The, the the streets have him, man. They, they, he was a they, fourth round pick. Right. Wow. <laughs> Dude, he used to go through. And I know it happens to every team, but we only care about this team. So many players that they just, you know, all the, we, we brag about all these draft picks when they have a lot of picks. And half of them get cut anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we, we actually used to be like, oh, Howard did a great job. Yeah, we got oh, 10 nice. picks going into the you draft. Got, 10 you picks. got two more fourth rounders in this deal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cut. Cut. Yeah. All, Sharif, yeah. Sharif Miller. I'm, I just looked up his page here. Eagles in 19. Carolina Panthers in 20. Eagles again in 20. Arizona Cardinals and the Falcons in 2021, and there's practice squad, and apparently he just got released again. I hate to do it. Talk though. about bouncing around. Yeah, man. All right, we're going to bounce. Uh, we have one final uh, set of uh, commercials here, and we will be back tomorrow. You and I will go more into this 53-man roster. We got to hit on that New York Mets story, too. We didn't have enough time right. uh, that <laughs> happened this weekend with the thumbs down. Exactly. <laughs> you talk about, I and mean, we talk about our, our baseball team is a disaster, even though they won a couple of games against the Diamondbacks. The Mets are totally imploding. I, I can't believe it, it too. I know. <laughs> I know. You know, they get Lindor in the offseason. Nobody can hit. It's a disaster. Right. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll talk about that, a whole lot of Eagles roster stuff, and we'll mix in a couple of guests uh, on the Tuesday edition of The Middle. For Barrett Brooks, I'm Harry Mays. We're out. As a hardworking American, You've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. 
turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.